0: Consider supporting this podcast by becoming a patron on Patreon. Even $1 can go a long way in supporting this content that you enjoy. Look for a link over at the batmanuniverse.net to offer your support now. And now on the show.
1: What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Tim G. 311. This is episode 214. And speaking of 311, Dane, happy belated 311 day!
2: <laughs> yeah, happy, happy, uh, belated 311 day. I know, I, I know it was a big day for you. You I probably wore, wore your 311 shirt, your 311 pants, your 311 <laughs> underwear, 311 face mask. Um
1: well. I have two of those that you mentioned <laughs>
2: <laughs> no 311 underwear sadly no <laughs> uh, 311 socks 311 socks then
1: I don't have 311 socks I probably should get those right now <laughs> it's yeah just a bunch of 311 shirts and a 311 face mask
2: oh nice nice so so, so what did you do to celebrate your your annual 311 day celebrations
1: well throughout the day couldn't do much because of being at work but obviously the drive up and the drive home listening up to the 311 music and then they to celebrate 311 day they've been doing these live streams i think we talked about that uh before but for this one they're playing my favorite album of theirs i think their quintessential album their fourth transistor which is 21 tracks of just awesome diverse music that you're ever going to hear and they played it all the way through in a live stream that day and it was amazing it wasn't the first time they had done that they did it 10 years ago at one of their own festivals where they played that whole album all the way through but like i said been 10 years so it was nice to hear it again and seeing it in better quality than how that last festival was filmed wasn't even in hd back in 2011 when they did that even though it should have been at that time period but it wasn't released that way but seeing a cool hd performance of that amazing album and they they were really great it's like i got another energy level <laughs> when they played that record on 311 day it was just a really really great show and i've since then just been listening to that album kind of nonstop the last two days <laughs> since that 311 day so yeah it was fun um Couldn't do the normal celebratory shows that they do. Um, Every other year on 311 Day, they do one massive show where they play two or three nights and massive set lists. Or or another year, they would do their cruise shows. But due to COVID, they couldn't have any of that this year. But it was still cool to get a new performance uh, via the live stream. So, yeah, it was a fun way to celebrate 311 Day by them performing my favorite album of theirs. Did you
2: watch it live? Of course. Oh. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't watch the uh, Jimmy Eat World Clarity uh, live stream because it was a little too early for me
0: mm. uh,
2: because they're in uh, Arizona. So uh, good you get to see it live. Um, I, I still can't wait until this pandemic is over so that, uh, Tim, you can go on the 311 cruise. That's uh, like
1: the one and, big 311 event I haven't done yet. I have not been on their yeah.
2: cruise yeah, and you can uh, report on that and see 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 what what goes on on the three eleven So they so they rent out an an, an entire cruise ship, Yep, for this. Mm-hmm. and it's just three eleven fans,
1: just three eleven fans. yep, they have other acts wow. that perform throughout the course of the cruise as well, but right, in different shows and events. they have a game that I would love to participate in where it's kind of let's the name that tune where the singer and guitar player Nick Hexum's on stage and there's like five contestants. He plays a little bit of a riff of a song for like five seconds or something like that, and you have to try to guess what it is based on that. I've seen YouTube videos of that, and every time I hear it, I'm like, oh, I know I could get that right away. And you see some of the fans on there, not sure what it is. It's like, I'd like to think I'd be able to do that, but under pressure, sitting on the stage. knows <laughs> how you would yeah. react, being nervous or whatever, not recalling what you obviously should recall in that moment, but that's a game I would love to try to see if I could prove my 3.11 knowledge in that way.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Especially in front of all those people, your mind just goes immediately blank. Yeah. Like you don't want to look like
1: a poser 3.11 fan and not recognize it.
2: (laughs) How would you be a poser 3.11 fan if you bought tickets for a 3.11 cruise?
1: Maybe someone got an extra ticket someone bailed out they asked someone else to join them who's not necessarily a fan and for whatever reason got picked to go on stage
2: (laughs) i don't know that's uh that, that that that's kind of my ultimate nightmare like i remember going to like magic shows when i was a kid and stuff and like um you know it's they, they do that thing where it's like, "Oh, let's pick a member from the audience uh-huh. <laughs> you know to go up on stage and help us do the magic trick like like that was always my 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 biggest fear you <laughs> know?
1: until you later realize that all those people they pick are just planted anyway <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's like oh it, it would have never been me <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's like, oh man, please don't pick me, please don't pick me."
1: and spotlight shine right on you (laughs) Uh, so yeah another 311 day in the books hopefully next year will be one where it is a show and I'd like to go to another 311 day show because the last one I went to was nine years ago back in 2012 and I'd like to go to another one (laughs)
2: Yeah.
1: hopefully that works out next year when things are officially fully opened up and we don't have to worry about uh, the pandemic anymore hopefully by March 11th 2022 that would be the case but um, we'll see when we get there Yeah. but in the meantime what can help pass the time to that is doing our commentary for or I should say minute by minute commentary of the Fellowship of the Ring because you know we'll still be (laughs) doing this commentary on March 11th 2022
2: without question for the next 15 years Tim
1: it would just be a matter of question if we'll be through the prologue by that time (laughs) That's true. Which is what we're still at right now. <laughs> so, as always, if you want to get your VHS copy, your Betamax copy, your Laserdisc copy, your DVD copy, your HD DVD copy, your Blockbuster membership card to go rent the VHS copy, your Netflix physical media disc of the DVD version, your DVD or DVHS, I should say, <laughs> version. And as always, the greatest, your VHS to convert a DVD copy that you did on an old PC or Mac that you had <laughs> lying around somewhere. So if you have all those ready to go, we're going to go from minute two to three. And we'll see if we how far we get in the prologue, because I know we're not going to finish it. But Dane, are you ready? Yes, I am. Okay. Three, two, one, play. I see the fire of the ring being forged. Another great shot of Sauron. I know I said this last time, but
2: man, I love his design. How did he hit that ring on his armor, finger armors? What see, you- I'd
1: like to think the, he flipped the ring and he just caught it with the lifted his hand out and <laughs> it's lit on his finger just perfectly. Or maybe it just kind of, he uses magic to have it just appear on his finger. And yeah, this, I would love if this was like a full blown battle scene, but yeah. it still works as a great prologue and tease for what we're gonna get not only in this movie, but in the next two.
2: Have we ever seen anything like this before this in the sense of like scale? I know, I, don't I personally so. I haven't. Nope,
1: yeah. So I just remember seeing this for the first time, I was going, like, Wow, this is <laughs> incredible. We're only three minutes into the movie, <laughs> and, and that, that's
2: how far we'll get. <laughs> yep.
1: See, not even. it's like we haven't even scratched the surface of this prologue yet.
2: <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, it's, uh, she's still telling the beginnings of the beginning of the prologue.
1: Yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah.
1: Because <laughs> we still got to make it through that battle to where Isildur cuts off the ring from Sauron's hand, does not throw it into Mount Doom, then we get into him being killed and all stuff with Gollum. So.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and you know what? Um, I think um, what's his name? Uh, Hugo Weaving. Uh, uh-huh. Elron. L. Ron. Uh secret villain of this movie. Uh, these three movies. Because you know, I I, I I brought it up. Yeah, I, I brought it up before. You know, I even if it was me and Tim, and I was Elron. Tim, I'm sorry, I'm pushing you in. <laughs>
1: I, mean, I thought we were friends, Dane. Jeez. And,
2: and, and then we, uh, I, I go back to all the guys, and I'm like, "Hey, Tim uh, tripped over his Middle Earth shoelaces and fell in, and or he, he he got pushed by a goblin, and the the goblin also fell in, and that's the end of it. Um, I'm sorry, you know, it's sad. You know, I was crying I was just, I was crying when I was coming back. You know, I'm fine now, but.
1: Well, it is a long way down from the top of Mount Doom I mean,
2: secret villain, secret villain, Tim
1: (laughs) Well, now I know where our friendship stands, Dane (laughs) You choose the world over me, I'm crushed
2: (laughs) I would expect you to do the exact same thing For the roles, reversed
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well Hopefully, that, we never get to that point where we're recording a podcast on the
2: top of a volcano <laughs> <laughs> with the fate of the world in our hands. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> uh, I don't think that's going to happen, too, but, you know, you never know. It makes you for a epic
1: episode.
0: <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> well, now we have a goal to shoot for this podcast. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, so with that, we might as well go ahead and get into the future topic for this episode, which is going to be a review of the first and probably only season of the first Marvel TV show on Disney Plus, WandaVision, which just had its series I'm going to call it a series finale, because that was the name <laughs> of the last episode, and everyone involved is kind of talking about how this is intended just to be kind of a one and done show, so it's pretty much a series finale <laughs> that we got last week and now I can fully give my thoughts on the show because I know I mentioned it a few episodes ago after seeing the first few episodes and how I'm curious to see how it's all going to play out by the time it's over and now that it is um I can go ahead and give my thoughts on it um before I do until a spoiler warning out there I don't think I've asked talked to you too much about it Dane but were you curious to check out the show at all
2: yeah I was um uh, because of your I, I think you had mentioned it or something, mm-hmm. um, and other people recommended I watch it, and so I did. I just could not get into it. Um, I just, I. You see, like, like here's the thing: like, you, you watched all of the Marvel movies, you know them, you understand, you understand them. I, me, mean, not so much. Mm-hmm. It's, it, it's. Yeah, and that's one of of my main criticisms of the Marvel movies is that I don't really remember them that much. I can't tell you what happened in the the first Avengers movie. I think Loki was, like, the bad guy in that one.
1: Yes, so you remember something. Um,
2: (laughs) Second one, not really sure what happened in that one. Um, Civil War, I I remember um, because there was a big... uh, big Ant-Man in that one. Yes. And Spider-Man <laughs> was in that one and they fought in at the airport. I think it was. Yep. Um, I think the, was the third Avengers movie or the second Avengers movie was the one that they were fighting in like Russia or something.
1: Zakovia,
2: Zakovia. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, Marvel Russia. Um, <laughs> <Right. laughs> uh, yeah so so like i i did they're just not memorable movies for me like i i know i've seen them it's just like i cannot remember a single thing from them still i don't know what happened in the first horror movie or the second one um beyond black panther i can't really remember anything from these movies because they're so like i guess they're just done in a certain way where it's just like they they just don't stick with me but apparently a lot of people do a lot of people enjoy it it's just i kind of didn't know what they were referring to in in this movie mm. uh this tv show like um so they're trapped in like a tv show or something or like and the, and the tv show moves through mm. time different references different eras of television or something yeah
1: so my next question for this, you is uh how yeah. far did you get into it like how many episodes did you see
2: Uh, I believe the third episode. So the the episode where they're in the seventies, I think. Mm, Yeah. That is the third one. Yeah. uh, And I think, um, I forget her name. Uh, Elizabeth Olsen. Wanda's. Wanda. (laughs) It's It's, it's a lot like it's in the title or anything. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, um, she's like pregnant or something. Hmm. Yeah, and she has she has the baby. Or she, yeah, it's, it 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 didn't really make sense to me. I I couldn't really understand. I think it has something to do with sna- uh, I was Snapathos. Oh, Snapthos. <laughs> <laughs> we like that Thanato- yeah. Thanatos Snap. It's uh, just Thanos. <laughs> oh Thanos, sorry Thanos. But... Uh, his snap and like they they got transported to like this weird space thing and yeah like it the the story doesn't really make sense to me um i just could not get into it with the laugh track and like not being fully aware especially like that first episode
1: mm-hmm. which is
2: the black and white episode yeah. which is supposed to be like like 50s television yep. and they're listening to the radio and there's like some weird stuff and at the end wanda finds the helicopter that's red uh mm. yeah I, I i didn't know what that was in reference to i guess it was in reference to like what's going on in the real world uh, you're close yeah yeah okay yeah no. but like i i, I just don't know how they got there and i just couldn't couldn't get into it um yeah mm-hmm.
1: I can understand that, but I will say, if you just watch warmer episode, the fourth one, a lot of questions would have been answered for
2: you. Oh, <laughs> uh, because um, sure. <laughs> because like I I don't know, like I I I just couldn't I couldn't get into. I I kind of didn't know what was going on. Like like they're talking about like oh, you know they're trapped in the space time continuum and they're they're going through time and. Uh, Th- this is all a mirage, and mm. their neighbors. So, so who are the neighbors? Uh, it yeah. seems like they have a bigger role to play than than just being like.
1: Yeah, one of them. One of them definitely does.
2: <laughs> okay, the the, the woman. The, yeah, the, the nosy neighbor darker. Agnes. Yeah, yeah the, the nosy neighbor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I just couldn't make sense of it. <laughs> I was <laughs> totally confused.
1: And I can kind of understand that because I even said this when was talking about the first two episodes how I know it's not going to be everyone's cup of tea those first two episodes because but at the same time that's I think part of the genius of the show because they just really went full blown into the sitcoms that they were trying to uh, parody of those eras from the 50s 60s and 70s and they did a great job of that <laughs> as far as putting in two characters in Wanda and Vision into these sitcom type premises and the look and feel of it. They just summed out so ridiculous and it worked because it was ridiculous seeing them in those situations of old fifties, sixties, seventies, and they go all the way up to like the two thousands as far as parody, the different shows of those decades. And you got to, you just kind of have to buy into what they're going for. I think to enjoy it. If you're not too familiar with the Marvel cinematic universe and these characters immediately, And if you're not, I can understand how those first few episodes might not do it for you. And it can be a little confusing and not quite sure what's the point of the show is, but, so I get it, but definitely all the questions you have get answered and get resolved if you go along for even someone who's not too familiar with the Marvel cinematic universe. If you watch the whole series, it'll end up making sense
2: to you. Yeah. just one more thing before you get into your hours long review of it, (laughs) which I'm sure you will. Um, I think I was a bit overhyped on it because, like, I was reading on Twitter, like all of these comic book websites and stuff. Like, this is the one that changes the game forever, and you know, this is the 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 great episode of WandaVision, you know, stuff like that. Um, I, I guess it's something. It's it's just one of those shows where you need to know what's going on more than anything. You need to watch all. 20,000 of the, <laughs> well of I want to say you need watch uh, all of the <laughs> Marvel movies. Um, just, to, just the ones with Wanda to, and Vision. Yeah. to kind of understand, you know, what's what's going on, you know. So, yeah, I I, I was kind of lost uh in that respect. But but I thought uh, Elizabeth Olsen and um um what's his name like Ray or something?
1: Oh, uh, Paul Bettany. His character,
2: Vision. Yeah, yeah, Vision. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, uh, Vision. Um, it's again right in the title. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, they they did a really good job, um, or at least their acting is really good. Um, like yeah, I think that... it's 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 not so um, inclusive as you know it sh- it should have been.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: and yeah I mean, right off the bat I'll just say one of the things I loved about it was the performances by Elizabeth Olsen in particular but Paul Bettany was great as Vision and then um, Catherine Hahn who played the nosy neighbor Agnes and again, I thought the spoiler warning or mention the spoiler right at the beginning but I'll just throw it out there right now that I'll be going into the stuff that happens throughout the course of the series because Catherine Hahn's character Agnes the nosy neighbor ends up being the main villain of the show uh, she plays uh, the witch Agatha and she got that gets revealed in the penultimate or i should say the end of the third episode but then in the last two episodes is where she's really on full-on villain mode but elizabeth olsen man she just i think knocked it out of the park every episode just for the different ranges she had to she had to do in each episode perfectly portraying a character from those different eras of sitcoms but then when you get into the real world stuff in the marvel universe um just the emotion she had to display in certain scenes especially in the penultimate episode which was probably the best episode of the series where um agatha takes her kind of a magical trip down memory lane having her relive some of her most traumatic moments throughout her life and those are just great performances all around But elizabeth olsen just portraying these different arrays of her just really showing her acting chops really as far as the different emotions and different characteristics she can do with this character and these different circumstances it was just really great throughout the course of the series and she just owns that character of Scarlet Witch now I mean, it's to a point where you can't see anyone else playing it, playing that character she just did such an amazing job in this series but um, yeah I, what I really liked about the series again you kind of have to buy into the premise of it being a sitcom in these different eras but just how it really tied into the whole Marvel Cinematic Universe and just how it just added layers and depth to these characters in Wanda Envision who weren't necessarily main characters in any of the movies they have been already, um, showing up in mainly just the Avengers movies and then in Captain America's Civil War and not being the focal points of those stories, but having memorable moments throughout. But and then, then seeing them fully be the focus and have their story told in this series, it just I think elevated their characters even more so and you get would even get more enjoyment out of an appreciation of their characters when you see them in the previous movies that they've been in already. So it just did a great job of just fleshing out those two characters and just having them really be just important parts of the the Marvel Cinematic Universe now. And the series did a great job of showing that. And also just how it was a nice balance, I felt, of doing the whole sitcom bit, but then showing what's going on in the outside world. Because... What is If you're wondering what the whole point or the whole reason why they were in that sitcom reality, if it was a time loop or whatnot, it was basically Dane all just Wanda's doing. Her power is just going to another level where she pretty much took control and almost really held hostage a whole town and these people against their wills and making them play these characters in a TV show that she's creating here.
2: And okay but but
1: why? Because that's another cool thing about later on in that the penultimate episode where we see Wanda's memories of how where she grew up in that country of Sokovia, it was pretty much a war-torn country. She lived in a place where there was ba- a battle going right out her window, so she had a pretty rough childhood. And the, pretty much the only place where she found like comfort and Escape is through old sitcoms. And she, there was a moment where her dad brought, like, he would try to like sell like DVD copies of them. And he'd have his children pick out what they want to watch on a particular night. And she would go to like the Dick Van Dyke show was her favorite. And over the course of that episode where we see her in the different points of her life, just kind of how, when there was tragedy or rough periods in her life, she would always have these sitcoms that she'd go to and watch as kind of her comfort zone. And that is why when she went to this town, she just lost vision in infinity war. He's dead. Obviously, she lost her brother Quicksilver in Age of Ultron, and she was just almost at a breaking point. And it got revealed that Vision kind of bought a house for them to live in this town called Westview, where this whole sitcom reality is taking place. So Wanda goes there she actually finds a note that Vision left her. She goes there, and when she realizes this is where they're going to spend their lives if he didn't die, she just loses it. She just She can't contain her emotion, and her powers just kind of go out of control without her really knowing it and just creating this whole world based on what she finds comfort in, these old sitcoms. And that's why she's kind of having her perfect life being created through what she loves most or found comfort in most when she was growing up in which was these sitcoms and you would might another thing that I just really liked what it did. It just what it, didn't make it so simple as far as her reasoning for doing this where, Oh, it wasn't in her control. She didn't, she did this unwillingly, which is true, but she could have stopped it and released the, these people at any time. But she chose to have this world to keep going and keep these people in this town against their will and play these characters. So it's kind of something where it's, She's. it was a complex version of this character where she wasn't the villain, but yet she did things that, you know, a hero wouldn't necessarily do. And it just really dived into those issues of how someone would deal with grief, obviously with these fantastical powers, but just how um, she dealt with that and how she did things that were morally wrong, keeping people against their will and mind controlling them just to fulfill a purpose to have a, her be in this perfect world. So just different elements and themes like that I felt worked really well. And then as the episodes went on, because obviously that wasn't revealed (laughs) in the first half of the episodes, but they just kept planting the seeds and laying the foundation down for what the reasoning behind this was going to be. And I thought once we got to that moment in the penultimate episode where they fully revealed how this is possible, why Wanda is doing it, it was just a really great payoff and just made sense to why her character would do that and have Create this fantasy world where it is uh, based on TV sitcoms
2: okay so let me get this straight so Wanda had a nervous breakdown right? pretty much so yeah she, Just- she, she she lost her her brother and vision so mm-hmm. vision is dead in yeah. the Marvel thing yes mm-hmm. okay so she so who are all of the other People in the, like, like, who's the neighbor? Is, is the neighbor like a big character in the Marvel cinematic universe?
1: No, she was first introduced in this series, but she's a big character in uh, connection with Wanda in the comics. She's like, was Wanda's mentor for a period to kind of control okay. her powers. So, but they kind of switched it up a little bit for her interpretation in this series where she was the villain. So, she's just kind of she's a witch who senses Wanda's yeah. powers and wanted to pretty much herself to that to that it's called it's called the hex is what they refer to the hex as far as this area that she's controlling so she goes in there and kind of just to keep tabs on one and learn how she has this power because she wants it for herself
2: okay so uh, okay so w- welcome to another edition of Tim explains today
0: yeah.
2: <laughs> um, okay so Wanda, she she grew up in a war-torn country, and just as a coping mechanism, really, she uh, watched American television from, like, the 50s, 60s, 70s, just, yep. you know, to get her head out of the situation. Exactly, and yeah. She experienced a, a great trauma after her brother died and well, Vision even, died. even before that, because... We see okay. it
1: in that flashback sequence where she's a kid mm-hmm. with her family watching the Dick Fiat and Dyke show. And they yeah. mentioned this in Age of Ultron where she was introduced, but they actually show it here where um, a bomb gets dropped on their apartment and her parents die in that blast. And it ends up being a bomb built by uh, the by Stark Industries. So <laughs> that's... Oh, a, okay. Yeah, so yeah. that was her first big traumatic experience. And we found out that she... Her and her brother survived that because... The bomb wasn't going off and we learned that it was her powers kind of not necessarily, it was like manifesting for the first time where she was able to keep it from going off and killing her and her brother, but she did lose her parents in the initial blast. Mm
2: -hmm. So that was her first big traumatic moment in her life. Uh, I see. And so like now it's, it's the current day or the current day in the Marvel cinematic universe, but then she's sort of in like a fugue state or a coma or something and she no, not necessarily in. a coma or anything. Though. Okay, yeah. Oh, so so she's like aware. Yeah, or? she's
1: fully aware of everything that's going on. Yeah.
2: Oh, okay. Um, and then this is her trying to create her own world where she can control it, sort mm-hmm. of thing. Yeah, and just okay. much be
1: happy, live her perfect life. Yeah.
2: Okay, so you. You gotta start it with that, you know. I mean, I I know it's like a big reveal at the end, yeah. Because
1: they want to kind of keep that mystery going throughout the first few episodes, yeah, sure, sure.
2: But but for for the layman like me, it's like <laughs> uh, I just cannot get into that. Like, like, like what's the point of this? Like, it's, as I was watching the first episode, I was like, okay, where is this going exactly? Like, this is a little too.
1: Like two on the nose, as far as it's yeah,
2: two. No, not two on the nose, more like two um, drip fed. You know, it's like okay, so we're gonna put this little piece in here that's gonna connect this piece with the next piece, and the next piece, and the next piece, and, the next piece and at the end we are going to have the big reveal uh, in a big dramatic fashion, and for the most part, it's gonna be all of this other noise where it's like. Okay, so this is the fifties, you know. This is the 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 home, the the housewife, and this is the, the 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 accountant that goes to work. And here's a laugh track, and oh no, we're having the boss over, yeah. and so you know, blah blah blah. You know, it's I I wish it was a little less than that, less of that, and more. This is a world she created. This is what happened to her. I wish she was a little more focused on that instead of keeping it to the end, you know, far at the end where, uh, you know, a, an idiot, let's be honest, like myself, <laughs> um, can, can sort of stick with it, you know, instead of just drip feeding it. And, you know, like, okay, so here's a little piece and we're going to connect it with this little piece and then this little piece and then, you know. Before you know it, we're going to have a big quilt, but you're going to have to wait ten episodes or or whatever it was. You know, I, it that, that's kind of the reason why it didn't really hold my attention. It's, I kind of didn't know where it was going with with all of this different generations of television um, thing. Mm-hmm. You know,
1: yes, it's almost like. You should probably watch the eighth episode first and then start it over again. Sure, (laughs) sure. Yeah,
2: yeah. maybe watch that one, get a full explanation, and then go back. And then, okay, so this is that thing, and that's this thing, and this is that person.
1: Because even I did that when I saw the first, or saw the eighth episode for the first time or explained everything. I went back and watched the first two, and it just, it, it played a lot better. Because even me, when I watched it for the first time, I was like, yeah, I, i have enjoyed it because I know what they're going for here. And I know there's going to be a reason and explanation behind it. Also, I stuck with it, but I can definitely understand where someone like you, Dane, it, it wasn't going to be for everyone right away, but once you see it in the grand scheme of things and you know, everything that's going on, it does play out. Like you understand it obviously a lot better and things make more sense. And it, it does make it more enjoyable once you know the reasoning why those episodes are the way they are, because they're pretty much just straight up sitcom episodes. There's like maybe, a scene or a moment or two that where you get a sense, okay, something's not right here, and they're like I said, planting the seeds for something that is uh, what would be revealed later. But for the most part, those first two episodes are just straight on going that full blown sitcom style fifties and sixties television, and I can definitely understand how someone like you wouldn't necessarily uh, get into it because because of the way they decided to play those episodes out.
2: Yeah, it's sort of like I wish to give you a hint in the beginning. Mm-hmm. You know, like, um, they started off at the end, but then they flashed back to, you know, this sort of stuff the, the 50s and the 60s and the 70s television. Uh, but they, at least that, or, or at least they gave you sort of something to jump off from. Yeah. Instead of, you know, just going <laughs> straight into the, the, um, television stuff, which is, uh, it's 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 a little grinding to get through, to be honest. It's like, okay, but w- what does this actually mean? I mean, I know, I, I mean, I guess like the big thing about like that first episode was like, oh, you know, the big boss is ca- is coming over for dinner. And, you know, Juana's like, oh, I don't have anything ready, and yada, yada, yada. And, you know, I just wish that there was a little something more than that, mm-hmm. you know? Instead of you know just finding a helicopter yeah. in the <laughs> Toy helicopter. Um, yeah.
1: Well I would say you definitely probably want to enjoy the last half of the episodes more. <laughs>
0: than
2: The first yeah. half. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean it sounds like it sounds like they, they sort of connect everything really well.
0: Yeah, uh, they from really from did.
2: What you told me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And not only with the, the show itself, but the entire Marvel Colossus <laughs>
1: Yeah, <laughs> that's a good uh, way to use. <laughs> Yeah,
2: because
1: yeah, it does change the characters moving forward. Because that's the big—that was the other reveal once we get to the finale. That the vision in the, throughout the series—it's he's not real. Uh, Wanda just created him out of nothing, and right. it's just showing just how powerful she could be. And then she even creates two children out of nothing, where oh, they are okay. kids. Yeah. yeah, and they can they can age up really quick. Because that was the other things about the course of the third and fourth episode where she's pregnant she's pretty much goes to the nine month pregnancy within one day she gives birth like about that very day to these twins and they age quick too mm-hmm. and it just goes into this whole thing where she has her perfect family but yet since they're not real obviously to her they are but if they leave the hex like they go out to the real world they'll cease to exist like vision won't exist her children won't exist there's a moment where she tries in the finale where she's trying to release the people and break the hex but then we see vision kind of disappearing or her kids in pain disappearing and she stops it for a bit so it just shows the level of her power that's on display here which goes into her power level I always knew about from uh, Scarlet Witch in the comics and just just how truly she truly is one of the most powerful uh, characters in the Marvel Universe just like could just get, get out of the way. One little fanboy nitpick in here. Now that Disney owns Fox and has the rights to the X-Men, I was kind of hoping that they do the reveal and make it official that her powers is because she's a mutant. I was hoping that would be the reveal here, but we didn't get that, but we know mutants and the X-Men are coming in the Marvel cinematic universe at some point, but I was hoping they'd kind of drop the first bomb here where they'd make that reveal that wanders Wanda's powers, uh, are there because she's mutant? That could still be the case, but right now they're just playing into where um, she, her, she's pretty much like the, not necessarily a chosen one, but this being who is kind of prophesied or like these like the witch Agatha knew about and who who would have these powers and someone uh, wow. who not they're not learned, they're not given, they're she just born with them, and they were only enhanced by the Infinity Stone, which got revealed here. But um, that kind of sounds like a mutant ability to me too, where you're just born with it. So maybe eventually that will be the case. Cause I just love that aspect of, you know, Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver uh, being the children of Magneto. And we'll see if that eventually happens. I would lose my mind if that does finally happen in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, But speaking of Quicksilver, that was the other big thing in the series that it did where in the fourth episode, they had it where it ended on a cliffhanger where because her brother Quicksilver, or Pietro, got mentioned here in, throughout the first few episodes. So you kind of got the feeling that he was going to show up some way in this series. And once there, at the end of episode four, she gets a knock on the door. We see the back of a character who has silver hair, and he's like, okay, there's Quicksilver. And Quicksilver in Age of Ultron was played by Evan Peters, so it's going to be him. nope, it was uh, the actor who played Quicksilver in the Fox X-Men episode or movies. Um, Oh, yeah, I I messed up. Evan Peters played Quicksilver in the X-Men movies. Aaron Taylor Johnson played Quicksilver in the Marvel Cinematic Universe in Age of Ultron, who got killed in that movie. So once it got revealed that it was the Fox X-Men version of Quicksilver, my mind was blown thinking, wow, they're doing the whole cross multiverse thing here. Are we going in that route in this series? That would be kind of cool and kind of crazy. And some trippy stuff I would expect in a series about Wanda, knowing about her powers and everything. So that was a cool reveal, but it also led to one of my biggest disappointments of the series where it really didn't amount to anything. He ended up not being the Quicksilver from the X-Men movies, He was always played by the same actor. It was just some random guy who lived in that town who was being controlled by the witch Agatha to kind of mess with Wanda and her mind and just to have him portray her brother there. And that was a little disappointing. And this ended up being nothing where it got... I mean, it kind of could be on my fault and other fans' fault for having these high expectations or your mind going crazy with speculation. Um, But at the same time, it's hard not to when you use the same actor who played that character in a different universe. You expect there to be some kind of cool connection to that, but it ended up being nothing really, which is a little disappointing, except uh, we did get a nice little three eleven Easter egg in the, <laughs> one of his final scenes in the finale where he's on, he's playing his guitar and he does uh, a little bit of the opening riff to Amber, <laughs> which was a nice little nod but
0: <laughs> of because there,
1: uh, there's a character they introduced the character monica rambo who who become who gains powers throughout the course of the series and she kind of has this energy a uh, glow when her powers are on display and it, the color is an amber color and if you're familiar at all with <laughs> the 311 song part of the lyrics is amber is the color of her energy so when uh pietro was talking to her uh just kind of setting up what her powers are going to be. They just didn't say anything. He just played the little rift of Amber, and if you know the lyrics, you know it's a little bit of foreshadowing, which was pretty cool, <laughs> if you're obviously really? a diehard 311 fan like me.
2: <laughs> so they're referencing 311 in this?
1: Yes, they sure. are.
2: Oh <laughs> my you... god, Tim. So that
1: immediately makes me love it. So. <laughs>
2: yeah. I was about to say, this is the show that was made for you, Tim. Yeah. <laughs> it got comic books, and it's got 311 in <laughs>
0: Don't get much better wow. than that.
2: Stole a little Star Wars yeah. in
1: there, and then you're perfect. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but, yeah. Okay, there's... so, wait. Uh, j- j- just so I sort of understand this. Um, it's essentially, the, the main plot of the story is essentially a witch fight. Yeah, it eventually
1: comes
2: okay. down to that, yes. <laughs> okay. No, no, I'll... I was just uh, wondering, like, like, um, so, so, who's the big baddie? Is it the neighbor? The neighbor is the big bad yeah. person, right? Mm, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I was just the, wondering.
1: And the finale was really good, as far as kind of having that final battle action sequence, like a Marvel movie had. The show had yeah. that as well. It was really cool, and not only just seeing Scarlet Witch use her powers, but fully become the Scarlet Witch in this series. Because obviously, we've seen her in the movie. She had her powers on display there. A little bit of mind control and just her energy beams, being able to fly and control things with her mind. But now they were on full display here and just kind of fully embracing her full potential of her power and finally being called the Scarlet Witch too because she hasn't been called that in any of the movies. And getting her comic costume as well with the crown, everything, the dress. it like It was cool that in the fourth or fifth episode where they're like, uh, it was halloween they were doing trick-or-treating and she was wearing the comic co- accurate costume um which looked had that cheap like store-bought costume feel but it obviously looked like how the comics did but the final one she gets at in the finale episode is that uh, updated type movie style version of the comic costume and it looked really cool too so it was great to finally get that and just finally see a full-blown scarlet witch uh formed in this series and then just moving forward what her role is going to be in the marvel universe going forward should be interesting because she is definitely showing up in the next doctor strange and as far as vision goes um that was cool too because we got the debut of the white vision the one who i was first when i first heard of the character vision i first saw him where he was just this kind of pale white android (laughs) with a cape and I didn't find out till later that that wasn't how he first looked. Kind of like how Wolverine, when I first was introduced to the character, he had the brown and gold suit, not the yellow and blue one, which I thought when he wore the yellow and blue one, oh, that's his new costume, but yet it's actually his old one. <laughs> it's kind of the same for Vision. But it was cool to see the white Vision full-on in display in live action here, and he has a battle with uh, Wanda's version of Vision that she created, and it was just a really cool action sequence because that white Vision is actually the real vision who was killed and was taken in by this government operation sword in his, since he's an Android, his parts like are all just in many different pieces, his head separated from his body, his arms and legs. So they put him together, but he's now in control. It pretty much has no self-awareness. He's just programmed to take out Wanda and destroy the, that fake version of vision. But then there is a great moment where, uh, the both visions kind of connect <laughs> where uh, he, the fake vision is able to unlock the memory still stored in this white vision to kind of not necessarily give him um, his whole personality or for lack of a better word soul back, but the memories of data that he has in there, he now sees of what the previous vision's life was. So it's not necessarily visions resurrected back, but there's a part of him now where he's just not, being controlling just a mindless android he can't think for himself a bit so it's going to be interesting seeing what they do with vision going forward because that's the only vision that's left now because at the end of the series finale wanda does release uh, her control everyone and the hex becomes uh, no more she releases it so that means the vision she created and her two kids cease to exist and the town goes back to normal and it wasn't necessarily a happy ending for Wanda because obviously all the town people who were held against their will there, they're not too happy with her and they're going to hold a grudge. And even at the end where the character Monica Rambo, she tells Wanda, you know, no one's going to know what you sacrifice for them to have their lives back being Vision and her kids. But she goes, you know, that's not going to change how they feel about me because of what I did to them and keeping them here. So it was kind of left where... Yeah, she eventually did the right thing, but it took her forever (laughs) to do that. And these people in that town aren't going to forget. So she ends up leaving that town and goes into seclusion to like a cabin in the mountains somewhere. And uh, we see her like her powers on full display here where she's able to create kind of just another version of herself. Just to kind of, I guess if anyone's snooping around and they want to see what she's up to, there's just a normal version of Wanda walking around when secretly she's still full-blown in her Scarlet Witch costume, kind of reading this uh, magic book, and she's probably learning more about herself and her powers. And she finds out, she hears the voices of her kids saying, like, Mom, help, help. Making me realize is, like, if they're somehow, since they were created and the Hex was gone, are they still somewhere out there in the multiverse? Because, as I said, she's going to show up in the next Doctor Strange movie, and the Doctor Strange movie is going to be called... Uh, Doctor Strange in the multiverse of madness. So they're bringing, they're going to go full blow multiverse here. So with her powers, she able to tap into kind of an alternate version of her kids in another universe or they, or her, are they trapped within her powers somehow. Like that's just, it leaves the door open for different possibilities or maybe we haven't seen the last of her kids and just what she's capable of was her powers and her powers of creation, really of uh, what she can do. So that was the kind of the end credit scene that we got here because you know, it's a Marvel TV show and Marvel movies all have end credit scenes. So a TV show should be no different. And <laughs> we got that with this one. Um, so, yeah, I really loved it. Uh, I could definitely understand how it could be not everyone's cup of tea in the first few episodes. But um, if you stick with it, I think you'll find a story that that's really enjoyable, even if you're not too familiar with the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, it's, that's something like you were mentioning, Dane. If you're not, you really have to stick with the whole series in order to realize what they're doing and what the story is but if you're someone who is familiar with all the marvel movies like i am it there's just a lot to enjoy about it and just adds to this already massive universe and just adds la- layers to these characters who have been in it in a really great way so um, i just really like the concept of it they just went full blown into each era of those sitcoms and they did each one of those eras really well and again the acting that elizabeth olsen did here was just really really great in every episode and just really capturing the feel for those eras but at the same time when she needed to go full-blown into her character of wanda that we're familiar with in the mcu she knocked it out of the park in that regards as well so yeah all in all it was i really enjoyed it for marvel's uh first uh disney plus series that is directly connected with the movies i'd say uh they hit a home run with it and i just can't wait for more because the one i'm really excited for is uh falcon and the winter soldier which is coming up uh next week or as or as when this episode's out it'll be premiering this tonight at midnight <laughs> uh, Thursday the 18th so I'm looking forward to that so uh, yeah if you're enjoying the Marvel movies and wondering if they can continue what they've done so well in the TV format I'd say they definitely did with this uh, with their first outing in WandaVision and for some being really definitely different and unique that you're not going to see in any type of comic book uh, movie or TV show before uh, it was just done really well so If I had to rate it, I'd probably go ahead and give it uh, four and a half out of five. I really enjoyed it. My only nitpicks were kind of some of the uh, stuff and the little red herrings they had in there that amounted not to anything really in particular being Quicksilver and just the fact that the first few episodes um, might not be for everyone if uh, they're not buying into the premise just yet. But overall, if you're buying into the premise, it's just a really, really great show. So yeah, I enjoyed it a lot. And even though it doesn't look like we're going to get another season of it because i don't see how you could with how this one wrapped up and you can't really keep doing this format of parodying different eras of tv shows all the time to sustain a series for multiple seasons so i think it probably is for the best if it's if it is a one and done uh se- series and but you know it's not the last i'm going to see these characters because they're going to show up and either marvel movies or more marvel tv show so in the end i think it all works out for the best so yeah wandavision definitely gets two thumbs up in my book
2: yeah, I don't think it's it's fair that I rate it. <laughs> uh, especially uh, after you explained all that stuff. So,
1: Yeah, so yeah. I don't know if you're going to ever want to go back and watch it, Dame. But I say if you do, I just uh, probably bad advice. But I would say maybe watch that Ace episode first just to get the whole full <laughs> yeah. backstory to it. I mean, I pretty much right. said kind of what I won't be spoiling. Uh, you won't be spoiled too much by watching it because I spoiled enough for you here. So <laughs> just to kind of get yeah. that idea of what I was talking about. It might be good to watch that eighth episode at least first.
2: <laughs> or just watch the eighth episode and just have that
1: one. And then watch the finale. <laughs> yeah, watch the finale. <laughs> and if you like those, maybe you'll be inclined to go back and watch the episodes in between. Yeah. All right, so that's it for our future topic for this episode. We've got a couple of new stories to touch on. Um, one of them's kind of funny, but <laughs> one of them I'm just really excited about. So the first big one, is that it is officially announced that we're getting a second season of Batman: The Adventures Continue, the comic book series that is continuing the animated series universe. I kind of find it funny now that they're referring to comic books as like seasons. Now this is, I think it's becoming a new trend where I guess each year we'll get they'll get a limited run and then continue on in the next for an, in the next year like a TV show would. So season two of Batman: The Adventures Continue is going to come may 6th as a bi-weekly series i believe that's kind of around the same time period the first one did but same creative team obviously which i'm excited about paul dini alan burnett ty templeton on art so we're getting more from the creative minds behind the animated series which is what makes this (laughs) comic series genuinely feel like a continuation of batman the animated series and obviously what worked so well about that first season is how it introduced Um, Batman characters that we haven't seen before in the animated series, like Azrael, Jason Todd, and that's continuing this season. And I cannot wait because we're going to be getting a storyline involving the Court of Owls in the Batman animated series continuity. And I cannot wait to see what Paul Paul Dini and Alan Burnett do with the Court of Owls. It's going to be really great. (laughs) I'm already excited for it. Um, I believe they mentioned that Veronica Vreeland is going to be involved with it some way and i think it would make total sense that she ends up being someone who is part of the court of owls that would be a pretty cool twist and yeah i cannot wait uh, and then they also mentioned too that dead is going to be a character who's going to play a role in this uh first arc and he's someone we see in some justice league episodes so it's not like he's making his debut in the dc animated universe um but just seeing him strictly work with batman um we'll probably maybe see how their relationship is formed here because batman they do make reference that him and Batman work together in some of those Justice League episodes. Um, so, yeah, this is going to be great. Between this and the Batman 89 comic series, um, these are two Batman comics I'll definitely be getting and just cannot wait to read each issue moving forward. So it's cool to have two series coming this summer that I'm just really excited about and just glad that the Adventures continue line wasn't a one and done and that more is coming. So, yeah, that is awesome. So I have my calendar marked for May six already. <laughs> and then finally, this news I just had to bring it up because it's just so ridiculous and I just can't believe it happened. I don't know if you heard about this, Dane, but Zack Snyder's Justice League, a little bit of it leaked earlier this week. And do you know how that happened?
2: <laughs> yeah, via uh, Tom and Jerry. The Tom and Jerry movie. Yeah, how did that happen? How was that possible?
1: I mean... Yeah. To me, it just had to be someone. It had to be done on purpose. Does someone in who works for HBO Max wanted to get this out early for whatever reason? I don't know why. Just sneaking in for some fans, maybe a disgruntled employee who it was his last day and he was going to put it out early. I don't know, but I don't see how anyone how this can happen accidentally. But for those lucky enough, for whatever reason, decided on a Monday to start the tom and jerry movie <laughs> ended up getting justice league at least i believe it was like an hour i've heard different reports about it. like it was an hour or two hours worth until it actually got cut off and got removed but a good portion of it was seen by some people now i don't know if those people were hardcore uh comic book fans or dc fans who got to see it but i don't know i just can't imagine just wanting to see the Tom and Jerry movies, all of a sudden you're getting Justice League, Zack Snyder's Justice League. It's just crazy. (laughs) But uh, they said they took it off fairly quickly, but I don't know. If someone was able to see an hour's worth of it, that's a pretty good chunk of it. So... It just made me, besides finding it really funny and just kind of something typical that would happen with Warner Brothers and the DC movies because there's always something that happens. But it just made me think, oh, great. Now it's going to be harder for me to avoid spoilers for this thing (laughs) now that a good chunk of it is out there and there's probably crappy screen grabs and video footage of it. so I managed to stay away from it so far, but uh, I just found it really funny that that happened (laughs) and just being so close to its release that it had to happen. So, um uh, it's some of it's out there so be careful if you're trying to avoid spoilers like i am and uh, we're just less than a week now as for it coming out on thursday the 18th and i did get that following day off from work so on that thursday night i should be watching it hopefully i should i hope i should probably take a nap now when i get home from work <laughs> to make sure i could stay up all four hours <laughs> to watch justice league that thursday night but yeah i'm getting re- more excited for it being so close they're releasing new clips and character posters I I've seen the posters, but I'm staying away from those carrot like these new character trailers they're putting out because I' uh, just like any other comic book movie I'm excited for, when it's so close to its release, I just like to stay away. <laughs> and just and even even when those the runtime is four hours and the little snippets that they're showing, um, obviously there's gonna be more to it than that in a movie that has a four hour runtime. But still, I want to be as surprised and blown away as much as possible when I've seen it for the first time. So, um, yeah, so by the time we get to our next episode, I'll have a full-blown review of Zack Snyder's Justice League, all four hours. Or, or maybe we'll have to break that down into two episodes. <laughs> I don't know, depending <laughs> on how much I have to say about it. So, But I am looking forward to it now that it is so close.
2: I wonder how much changed in, in that, that first hour that people saw or whatever.
1: I know, that's the thing. Delay. I'm sure... There's reports yeah. saying how different it is from the theatrical, but I don't want to read them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'll find out for myself in just a few days. But yeah, that's going to be it for this episode. No comic book reviews uh, for this one. Um, so with that, I'll just throw it to Dane for the outro, as always.
2: Okay, so just go over to the BatmanUniverse.net Facebook.com slash Universe, Tim Twitter handle at TimG311 I'll say Thank you. 311, day. Yeah, I- um
1: You've been good at doing my, that for me every three eleven days, so I appreciate it. Yeah.
2: <laughs> my tour <laughs> handles that being says Banana, we in reviews on iTunes, um you can email you can email the show at that podcast. Facebook uh nobody goes to that Facebook page anymore. Yeah, I haven't updated um, that in years. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess that's it. So um yeah, we'll see you guys next time. And like oh, we see, wait, I was,
1: yeah. was going to say, do I have to say it for you? Dave? I might as well. but they deserve, <laughs> You caught yourself.
2: Like we said in every single episode,
1: we love each and every one of you with all of our fake sitcom hearts. Fake
2: <laughs> sitcom hearts. See you next time. See you next time, everybody.
0: Sunday.